Faster Fluency Conversation Club, Your Work Horror Story. Welcome to the Faster Fluency Conversation Club podcast by Business English with Christina. The Faster Fluency Conversation Club takes place on Zoom and is a way for you to improve your fluency and confidence in English by talking about real-world topics. We meet for one hour every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and we would love you to join us. If you want to practice your English, become more confident, and meet people just like you from all around the world, and have guidance from my expert teachers and me, just click the link in the show notes. Our podcast listeners receive a 50% discount on the first month of membership with the discount code FFCC50. Come and join us today. Hi, everybody. Christina here with the Faster Fluency Conversation Club podcast. And today I'm here with uh, Matthew. Matthew, how's it going today? Oh, I'm um, trying to think of my work horror stories and which one I should tell (laughs) you. Which one should I pick? Oh, there are so many of them. (laughs) Yeah, but otherwise doing good, doing good. Good. I I hope your work horror story is nothing from working with Business English with Christina. Not Um, at (laughs) all. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. So yeah, today we're going to talk about work horror stories because I think, you know, even if, you know, even if you love your job or you work in a good company or you have a great boss and, and all of that stuff, we've all experienced just like awful moments at work. And yeah, and I think there, there's no shame in, in, in sharing those because it happens everywhere. And some of them, you're just like, some of them are funny. And sometimes you're just like, oh my goodness, that really happened. But yeah, do, do you have a uh, work horror story that you would like to share with us? Well, I will, I'll tell you kind of, it's nothing really terrible happened yeah. here. But yeah. It's kind of funny. It's okay. how I fell into teaching actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And So, you know, I always had this kind of dream to live in Japan. And I was a a manager of a business at Mm. at the time. But people were telling me, oh, you should become an English teacher. And I was like, no, (laughs) I'm not doing that. I don't want to do that. (laughs) I have no patience for this and I'm not interested in that. And my sole purpose at the time was just business. And I enjoyed being a manager and helping people that way. But anyway, I got convinced. They're like, well, if you just get a visa, then you can go to the country and you can quit. (laughs) and find a job job as a manager in Tokyo or wherever I was like oh that's a brilliant idea I I really like that yeah but anyway so I got there to Japan started teaching and I liked it actually so I continued doing it and then my boss came to me one day and she's like we think you would be really good at teaching kids and I was like I don't think so. And you're like, I don't think so. No, no. <laughs> like, no, uh, we we think you will. And I was like, I don't even know who kids are. I'm like 24 years old. Um, like, I'm a kid. What are you talking about? Are, you know, uh, around my age, a little bit younger, but they're, you know, teenagers at the, at the youngest. It was yeah. like, I just finished university a few years ago. I was like, I don't know any kids. I'm mm. zero. I have no right. experience with kids. They're like, yeah, well, we think you'll like it. <laughs> so <laughs> you're just, like, okay, I get the point. I have no choice. <laughs> right. And actually, so it's funny. Uh, this is just a funny story. But, you yeah. know, I my very first day teaching kids, I was nervous. I don't know why, but, you know, three-year-olds, four-year-olds, I don't know. When you're in a room with 33-year-olds, that's a scary situation. 
<laughs> yeah. And so, you know, well, yeah, sure. They were like pulling my hair and telling me I had a big nose. Yeah. And, you know how brutal kids can be. Exactly. And, yeah. But it's funny how it worked out. Actually, I became like I taught kids predominantly for a while there. Okay, and yeah. they were fun. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I learned a lot from kids on just like how to like kind of just let loose, have fun. And, brutal and honesty. <laughs> brutal honesty. Right. But, you know, during the time at the time, I was just like, oh, my God, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. But it's funny how things turn out 16 yeah. some later. Here I am still teaching kids. I'm, I don't really work with kids anymore, but right. I learned a lot. Yeah. And it, it, well, now it's like you kind of come back to because you're doing business English. So it's kind of like bringing in the manager stuff and the English teaching stuff. So maybe it's like the best of both worlds now. It all came full circle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's it. But yeah. at the time I was like, what am I doing? Why am I here? What am I doing? Yeah, no, I've been there, done that as well. I've taught kids as well in, um, in schools in France. And it's the same. I'm just like, this is just not, it's like, I cannot do this for more than one year. Oh my goodness. And I think, I think it's a, it's a really difficult job teaching kids. I feel that's a whole other pedagogy from teaching adults. And I'm just like, I don't drain you too. I mean, just they're, they're they're energy suckers. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just because they have so much energy and you're just like, yes, I want to go home and take a nap now. (laughs) Oh, I was exhausted every day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. How about you? What's your, uh, do you have any? My work horror story. Um, yeah. And, and actually, you know, in talking with, because I'm in like Facebook groups with like other English teachers and, and things like that. And I shared this on LinkedIn as well, because I think it was because someone else, another English teacher had commented on, had told her story about something similar. And I was like, oh, this happened to me as well. And it was, I was working for a company. It's a very big company. So, you know, you would think big company, solid finances and and things like that. And then it was just like one, you know, one month they were late, um, like a week late paying the teachers. And then it was two weeks late. And then it was like a month late. And we kept you know, like saying, when are we going to get paid? And they just kept saying like, oh, you know, we just have to sort out this one thing, like all sorts of excuses. And I think it was like, we ended up going like, oh, like three months or something without getting paid. And three months. it was, wow. yeah. And it, you're kind of like, well, why didn't you just quit? Because, you know, you're, I don't know, it's kind of a stupid reasoning, but you're like, well, I've got this thing and I know I'm going to have the work. And at some point they are going to pay me. And that just maybe felt easier than like actually going out and looking for another job and you don't know what you're going to find and and all of that. I think as a teacher too, you get really attached to the people you work with and you want to help them out, right? exactly. That's part of it as well. Yeah. Yeah, And like the the people in the, like the people that were running the office were really nice and they were, you know, very sympathetic to the teachers, but it was like, you know, the head management up in the headquarters somewhere, which was kind of directing the, uh, the finances or something like that. And so they would like, our direct managers were very sympathetic, but they were just not getting any support from headquarters. And in the end, uh, like we think we learned that they were like, well, actually the teacher pay, it's kind of on this, it's in the same category as the pay, the purchasing for like the pins and the post-its. And so whenever we order new office supplies, we'll be able to pay you. It was, it was, I wow. don't remember the details exactly, but it was something. What? And we were like, what? That um, makes no sense. And it makes no sense. So I don't even know if that was true. I don't know. All I know is that we didn't get paid for a long time. Something like half of the teachers ended up quitting, understandably so. And it was just like an awful mess. And I was like, this is like a big company. You know, you would think Mm. they would not have this kind of situation, but whatever. Um, I've heard those horror stories. Actually, that company that I was just talking about, they 
I was working with them at a one-year contract. My yeah. year was up in August. Yeah. And things weren't looking so good for the company. Some of the teachers who had been around for several years, they're like, if I were you, I yeah. would look for a new job. Mm. And I was like, okay. I was yeah. like, they seem to know and things were looking kind of sketchy. And so mm-hmm. I did. And this was in August. So I got a new job. And then resigned my contract with that company. And then two months later in October, that company went bankrupt. Oh, that, yeah. Teachers were not paid. They never got paid. Oh, uh, and yeah. some of them were living in housing provided by mm, the company. Right. And like over the half of the people I work with, yep, they had to go back home to their home countries. And oh, their right. teacher yeah. was over. Um, yeah. And it's, um, yeah, I just feel lucky, but. Yeah. I hear those kinds of stories a lot. I don't know why, especially with schools. Um, I don't know what it is about language schools, but there's yeah. a lot of horror stories out there. But I mean, there's a lot of good ones as well. But and maybe it maybe it's just we know those stories because those. Are, <laughs> yes, we're in it in yeah. that industry. So we we talk to, you know, our colleagues in the broad sense of the, the term. But I'm sure every industry has. And I'm sure like for the members of FFCC, I'm sure you've got some horror stories either from your company or from your industry. Uh, yes. You might be able to, to share with us. And I, there's one other story sure. that I wanted to share, but it's it's not, it didn't happen to me, but it happened to a client that I had started working with and it was and it, because it involves English and they were working. So it's a, it was a French company and they were working with a Scottish supplier, I think it was. And of course, you know, the Scottish accent can be quite difficult to understand. Yes. Like even for us Americans, it's sometimes depends yes. on the, the accent, the Scottish accent, it can be difficult. So anyway, what happened was they, they were having a meeting with their Scottish supplier, very difficult to understand. I think they wanted to not ask for clarification all the time. So they were just saying, okay, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. And then a couple of weeks later, the client, they told me, they said, we got a call from the supplier and he said, I'm at the airport. Is somebody going to come pick me up? (laughs) Wow. And they were like, we didn't realize that you were coming to visit us because they didn't understand. And now I'm like, why didn't anyone confirm these kind of details by email or something? I don't know how that happened, but in the end, it, it ended up, they didn't understand that he was going to come and yeah. visit and then he showed up. Oh. Well, that's the thing, you know, I always tell you students like, they're like, well, I want to always ask to make sure. And it's yeah. like, well, it's better that you ask than get it wrong. Exactly. And you keep maybe an important client waiting at the airport for hours or whatever. Exactly. You and... not planning for them and yeah, yeah. Or get it, I don't, send an email, get it in writing. Send send, an email just to confirm. Email this is what I understood from our meeting. Did I miss any important details? Yeah, because you don't want that to happen. But um, I I do want to specify this was a client that happened before I started working with them. (laughs) 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 They were like, oh, no, this happened to us last year. And I was like, oh, okay. So just for clarification there. But I, I was like, that is the perfect story of why it's important to make sure you understand. So I think we can yeah. close with that. Oh, I'm looking forward to hearing everybody's workhorse stories this week in the this club. This is going to be a fun week. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right, Matthew. Well, thanks a lot and uh, talk to you soon. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening again this week. As a bonus for our listeners, we now offer the transcript of this episode for free so you can read after listening. 
Our goal is to help you improve all aspects of your English. And when you become a member of the Faster Fluency Conversation Club, each week you also get exercises on grammar, vocabulary, pronunciation, and more directly connected to the topic of the conversation each week. In addition to the daily speaking practice in the club, you'll also make friends around the world with professionals just like you, so you have fun learning and remember what you learned better. And because you listen to this podcast, you get a 50% discount on your first month of membership. Just use the code FFCC50. And if you'd like to join the club, the link for more details is in the show notes for this podcast. We hope to see you in the club.